Well, 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 look who is back. <laughs> back for season two of the Barbell and Beers podcast. Well, when I say that, it's not exactly like season one ever actually finished. It's just I sort of have not recorded an episode for maybe, what, nine months, ten months, something like that. Um, <laughs> that was not exactly how I planned uh, the Barbell and Beers podcast was going to go. Um, but yeah, I'm going to be honest, uh, it's been a bit of a crazy... Um, crazy past sort of nine ten months so when i was really into the swing of this podcast releasing episodes like near enough every week and stuff i was in a really good rhythm was feeling really motivated for it and stuff like that um but then obviously for many of you who do follow me on social media you'll know that i uh managed to get a last minute grant for my visa to get into australia uh and what i mean by that is i literally found out on the wednesday uh sometime in december that i got my visa and then basically four days later uh, was the one and only flight that I could get to Australia that would get me out of quarantine in time for Christmas. So at that point, it was kind of drop everything, need to get ready for a big move where I was going to be away for, you know, sort of six, seven months. Uh, anyway, the reason I'm telling you this is because uh, <laughs> when I got to quarantine, I realized that I forgot my adapter for my microphone. So I couldn't do any podcast work for two weeks. Uh, and then just obviously get into Australia, well, sorry, get into Perth after quarantine, uh, Christmas, New Year, um, you know, getting started with the January rush, loads of new clients coming on board. Basically, the podcast just fell to the bottom of my priority list simply because I forgot my adapter uh, with my microphone and I just kind of fell out of the rhythm of it. And um, yeah, many months have passed. And yeah, it's just been, uh, been a crazy year, if I'm perfectly honest. Um, lots of business growth, which, you know, is always good. Uh, but then when it comes to doing things like this, I always end up not having the time for it. I always have more time for more business stuff. So, yeah, um, since since we last spoke, like I said, it's been pretty crazy. So, lived in Australia for near enough seven months. That was pretty cool. Uh, Australia is one hell of a place. Not nearly as deadly as everyone thinks. Um, can confirm that the Aussie banter is terrible. Uh, can confirm that the weather is great. Can confirm the beaches are great. Uh, the booze, the alcohol, not so great, if I'm perfectly honest. Uh, the pubs aren't anywhere near up to scratch compared to the UK. But on the whole, Australia, very, very cool place and I can't wait to go back. Uh, and yeah, I mean, aside from that, just as I've mentioned, you know, tons of business growth, uh, which is really cool. Uh, I have now rebranded my online coaching service to the Barbell and Beers program, which, you know, considering that my podcast bears the same name, uh, kind of makes sense to have everything all in one in terms of the branding. So, but yeah. That is the uh, long and short of basically why I have been silent on this podcast for uh, the last sort of nine months or so. But yeah, as it's kind of, you know, towards the end of summer now, um, I'm not traveling as much. Since I've been back in the UK, I've been traveling all over the shop. Uh, But now I've actually got a little bit of time at home. Uh, It's kind of given me a little bit more opportunity now to kind of get back into doing more of the things that I want to get doing. And, uh, you know, the podcast for me was one of those things. Um, you know, I really did enjoy the podcast last time and, uh, I know some of the content I was putting out was really resonating with a lot of people that was listening to this, um, without blowing smoke up my ass. Uh, I do feel like some of the content I was putting out was very, uh, different compared to what you normally get in the fitness industry. And to be honest, I intend to carry that over now, uh, into this next phase of the podcast journey. So, um, one thing I will say is I do promise to be more consistent with this podcast now. I am going to try and release an episode at least once every fortnight. Hopefully a little bit more consistent if I can find more time for it and stuff. Uh, I do really enjoy doing this. It's the one form of content that I kind of feel like reflects me the best. It kind of is the most raw kind of content I can put out and the most honest I can put out. 
Um, you know, there's no filters here. I don't edit everything. I quite literally uh, do a one take for everything. Literally every podcast I've done up until this point is a one take because I just wanted to be just raw content, exactly what's coming off my head for every topic. So, but anyway, nearly five minutes in, uh, I think I've done enough now to kind of catch up on, uh, you know, kind of what's been going on with me, what's been happening, uh, why I kind of fell off the podcast last time and stuff like that. I know a lot of people are going to be listening to this and uh, laughing their head off at the fact like, oh, he's starting the podcast again. Uh, there's uh, There's been many things over the course of my online coaching career that I've sort of started and then kind of fell off for many different reasons. Um, I'll save you the boring talk, but you know, running an online coaching business, running a business that um, is powered by social media, social media uh, commands a lot of my time. Uh, It's an ever evolving landscape. And it's just one of those things where I have to keep moving with the times, doing new things to, you know, reach more people, help more people, stuff like that. And it just means that sometimes, uh, you know, I'm not perfect. Uh, My time management is never always the greatest. And I end up falling off of things that, you know, don't directly, uh, you know, kind of correlate towards my income and, you know, the people who pay me good money for my coaching service. So, but anyway, we are back. Uh, I'm going to jokingly call this season two, even though it's not season two. I'm just kind of carrying on from where I picked up and just kind of trying to pretend that uh, I didn't just have nine months off this podcast. Anyway, let's jump into this week's topic. So, as you can see by the title, uh, I've gone straight in for a very Sam Marriott sort of topic. And uh, the reason I wanted to touch upon this is because I've kind of been alluding to this in a lot of my content on social media recently, but I wanted to kind of explain things in a bit more detail. So the whole title of, you know, why pints are good for fat loss. Anyone looking at that title might be thinking, Sam, you are just chatting pure and utter shit, which for the most part, I know I, I normally do. And I know a lot of people listening to this who know me very well, who are either clients, friends, followers, whatever, you probably already are thinking he already does chat a lot of shit. And, you know, I'm not gonna lie, you're not wrong. <laughs> um, but no, where I'm trying to get out with this topic then. So the first thing I will say is no, alcohol does not directly lead to fat loss. As much as I, uh, you know, I'm partial to a good beer or two here or there. Uh, I'm not going to sell you a dream. I would hope by now if you follow me for a long time, you know, I don't lie to you. Uh, I kind of say things how they are. I don't sugarcoat things. Uh, you know, directly, alcohol is obviously not responsible for any form of fat loss whatsoever. I wish that was the case. If that was the case, I would be imploring absolutely everyone to go out for beers on the weekend, uh, you know, because it's part of the game plan and stuff, right? But unfortunately, that's not the case. But where I'm trying to get at with this then is it's not directly to do with consuming pints itself. It's more about kind of what that does for you. Now, if I kind of go back and think about the reasons that a lot of people give up on dieting, many people give up on their diet, not because of specific things. It's more to do with the fact that they're just, they're just fucking bored. That is the, the long and short of it. A lot of people who especially come to me, like clients-wise and stuff, and people I've just spoke to uh, you know, over the years and stuff, a lot of people give up with dieting because they're simply bored. They're bored of just eating the same meals every single day. They're bored of turning down pub trips with their mates. They're bored of turning down nights out. They're bored of, uh, you know, turning down festivals, restaurant meals, all this sort of stuff, right? They believe, and, you know, this is something that has lurked around in the fitness industry for a long time. A lot of people assume that they have to give up everything to do with their social life in the pursuit of dropping body fat, building muscle, getting strong, all that shebang, right? And this is something that I've tried for so long now to try and rewrite. I've tried to rewrite that narrative to prove that it doesn't have to be that way. But unfortunately, even to this day, a lot of people will go into a dieting phase, you know, whether it's under the uh, the guidance of a coach or whether they're doing it off their own back, they'll go in and they'll go, right, okay, 
it's an all or nothing approach. It's they will, you know, completely uh, shut off their social life. They will swerve anything that shies away from, you know, their their set meal plan, um, you know, their strict sort of gym lifestyle, all that sort of stuff. And, you know, human beings are incredible. Motivation can really do a lot of good things for us. And, you know, when you're first starting out, uh, say, for example, if you're starting out with, you know, the fresh mindset of wanting to lose weight for a few weeks, you know, going down that very kind of restrictive sort of um, approach can work fairly well. You might see some initial progress that might kind of carry you on for a few more weeks and stuff. But again, I see this time and time and again. I've, I've seen this literally hundreds of times in my coaching career. What will happen is around week four, five, six, you start to get to the point where every week feels the same. You're kind of just waking up, eating the same meals every day, training at the same time, doing the same sessions, going out for steps. It gets to the weekend after a long week of work. You know, you just want to chill out, relax, do something fun. But no, instead, the only thing you're doing is just spending more time in the gym, more time doing cardio, eating the same meals again and again. And then the whole cycle repeats and repeats. And what starts to happen is you start to lose that drive and enthusiasm for the game plan. You start to resent the fact that you're just living a very boring life. You know, you watch all your mates on social media going out for a bev. You watch them go to a couple festivals on a night out, whatever it may be. No matter what, you're seeing your friends on social media going out for a few drinks and stuff and you're sat there wondering, you know what, I wish that was me. Like, I'd love to go for a pint right now and stuff. But instead, you're staying inside, you're sticking to a strict meal plan uh, that has no leniency or anything like that and you're essentially just bored as hell. And again, human beings are creatures of emotion. I will spare you the, um, (laughs) I won't go into the whole psychology thing and stuff like that. You know, as much as I'm here to educate you and stuff, I'm not here to bore you, right? But human beings are creatures of emotion. We're not creatures of logic, which means that we feel all sorts of emotions, both positive and negative. And a lot of the time, what we will feel is, you know, we get the fear of missing out a lot. You know, we will see our friends and family and stuff, you know, going out for drinks, relaxing, enjoying good food, enjoying a few drinks and stuff like that. And you start to look at that and you're like, you know what? I missed that. And you start to look at it and go, you know, is it worth doing what I'm doing? But then what's to happen is as you start getting further and further into a very restrictive sort of game plan that doesn't give you any leeway for your social life, you start to resent what you're doing. You start to find reasons to skip sessions and stuff like that. And eventually you'll get to a point where, you know, the momentum slows down, maybe weight loss stops uh, or weight loss stalls, let's say, for example, uh, because your drive and your adherence to the game plan is really, really low. You're not seeing any progress. And at that point, you either just completely give up or it may get to a weekend. You may just end up completely craving, eating a shit ton of food, going out for a few drinks and getting hammered. And then it gets to that point and you're like, you know what? It's done with. I've already fucked it up. There's no point in carrying on. And then the whole cycle repeats again in three, four months time when you uh, pick up the courage again to try it again. And that's exactly the pattern that so many people fall into. Now, where I'm trying to come up with this topic today is... The reason that so many people fail with dieting, just as I've mentioned, is because their game plan, very simply, is boring as fuck. It's not inclusive sorry, It's not inclusive of the things that they want to do in their free time. And partly that's to do with the way the fitness industry works. It very much preaches a very restrictive, ultra-clean, robotic lifestyle. Um, there are not many people that are telling you that you can have a social life and get results. And, you know, that's one thing I try and do myself. I'm literally trying to preach that message so much and stuff. But where I'm trying to get at with the the point of this topic is the reason why I believe pints are good for fat loss is not anything to do with the alcohol itself. It's more to do with the occasion. Think about it. Whenever you go out for a drink with your friends, even if it's just for one or two drinks on a Friday night after a long week of work with your friends, 
You go out for a couple of drinks, you socialize, you wind down, you're away from work, you're away from home, you just sit there and you're enjoying yourself. Or even, for example, you know, you go to a football game at the end of the week, you go for a couple of pints pre-match with your mates, maybe have one at half time, you maybe have one after the game if you've won. Think about it like that. It's a very social occasion. It's You kind of relate drinking alcohol to a relaxing situation, whether it is just going to the pub with your friends, whether it is having a whiskey on a Friday night with your loved ones, whether it is, uh, you know, going to a sports game and having a few pints and stuff. But during those occasions, you're there to have some downtime. You're there for enjoyment purposes, right? You are there for leisure or some sort of entertainment. And the way I see it is if you really want to sustain a game plan long term, as human beings, because we are... Let me try that again. <laughs> uh, because we are social creatures, because we, you know, we enjoy, uh, you know, just socializing with friends and stuff like that. We enjoy doing things that we find fun, uh, fulfilling, relaxing, stuff like that. For me, it's important and it's integral that these things are included within the game plan. Because from my experience of coaching hundreds of people now, the way I've always seen my clients progress the most is when I know that, you know, mentally they are at their best. You know, when they are, you know, really driven, when they are really motivated and stuff like that, it's because they've got a nice balance both in the gym and out the gym. So a big thing for me when I'm working with my clients is I really want to make sure that their social life is not impacted when they're working with me. Yes, I might put in some guidelines. I might put in some strategies and stuff like that, uh, which may require them to, you know, control their calories a little bit more, maybe make some smarter choices when, you know, they're out eating at restaurants or when they're having a few drinks and stuff. But the key thing is, Instead of them just completely shying away from these social occasions, you know, instead of shying away from going to the pub with their friends and stuff, they can still go, but they've got some sort of control behind them, which means that they can go out and enjoy themselves and they can still stay on track to get results. And for me, that's an important part. After seeing so many people completely fuck up with their diets because they've been so restrictive for so long, they have one weekend off plan and suddenly the whole thing just collapses. For me, one thing I've really learned after coaching hundreds of people and witnessing this is that your social life needs to be a part of your game plan. It needs to be a part of your game plan to a degree whereby you can go out and enjoy yourself, but still stay on track for results. And that for me is why pints, or if I'm going to actually explain this more broadly, why socializing is important for fat loss. Because it's important for your mental health. It's important for your adherence, your motivation, your drive. If you are constantly stuck in this restrictive cycle and you are preventing yourself from doing the things that you want to do, that is just going to build up what I would like to kind of coin, or I've coined it as a phrase, as like rebellion uh, rebellion to- uh, tolerance. And what I mean by that is, as you spend more and more time purposely not doing the things that you want to do, eventually it's going to build up and build up and build up. And at one point, you're going to end up caving in. And that's where further problems end up coming from. So for me, the key thing to go forward, and what I really want anyone who's listening to this to take away from here, is that socializing for me is an important part of the game plan. Yes, it doesn't have a direct effect on your ability to lose body fat, to build muscle, stuff like that. But the way I see it is, you know, someone who has an active social life, they're doing the things that they love doing outside of work, outside of the gym and stuff like that. Those people are always bound to be happier. They're always bound to be more content. And because they are directly switching off away from work and away from the game plan, it means that they're going to be coming back into the game plan, feeling refreshed, feeling recharged. And that for me is an integral part. So even though socializing, even though drinking does not have a direct effect on your ability to lose body fat or to build muscle or just to get in shape as a whole, for me, going out for drinks or just socializing as a whole 
is such an important thing. And again, from what I've witnessed with working with hundreds and hundreds of clients now over the past couple of uh, couple of months, what am I about? <laughs> past couple of years, is that the ones who have a really good grip on being able to manage their social life always end up getting the best results. And it is simply because they've made a bit of a deal with themselves. They've made a deal whereby, yes, okay, if I'm a little bit more controlling in the week, if I make sure I'm tracking my calories, and if I make sure I'm making space for these social occasions, I can then go out and enjoy myself. And I know I can do that, and I can socialize guilt-free, because I know that I've made the adjustments for it, and I know that I'm still going to progress at the very end of this week. So, for anyone listening to this, if you are heading into a dieting phase, or even if right now you are feeling just bored as fuck, if you are not enjoying what you're doing, and if you are listening to this, have a deep word with yourself, if you knowingly, or even unknowingly to be fair, um, are swerving parts of the game plan, you're either missing steps, missing sessions, not tracking your food properly, and deep down you realize it's because you are very bored of what you're doing, and you're very bored of the fact that your friends are socializing on weekends, and you're sat at home eating the same meals, drinking Diet Cokes, and not having a life. If you are listening to this, this should hopefully be a prompt to you to make a change. This is where you need to start actively incorporating your social life. If you go through my Instagram page, you will see loads of content on how you can uh, you know, balance your social life and stuff like that and still get results. I've talked a hell of a lot about the different strategies that you can use to make space for things like going out to the pub with your friends, uh, you know, going to festivals, stuff like that, managing nights out. Scroll through my page, you'll see tons of content like that. Um, and this is actually a very convenient time to mention that I've actually got a bit of a free guide coming in a few weeks time, hopefully. Uh, I've kept most of the details on the wraps, but anyone listening to this will be the first to hear it. But basically, everything that I have learned about helping clients to manage their social life and get results at the same time, everything I've learned over the past couple of years from coaching hundreds of people and stuff like that, and putting everything that I've learned, all of my strategies, all of my tips, all of my best advice into one guide that you can take away and you can action straight away to help you to get in shape without giving up the beers and burgers. So if you're listening to this, this should hopefully be coming in the next month or so, I want to say. Um, at the moment, it's just being sent off and designed and stuff like that. But yeah, when that comes out, I know that's going to be a big help to a lot of people listening to this. But of course, if you keep an eye on my socials and stuff, I will keep you updated on that. But anyway, hopefully that has been a very helpful episode to anyone listening to this uh, i'm actually surprised i managed to stretch this to 20 minutes I, re- I really didn't think i was going to be able to get it this far <laughs> i'll take that to be fair but yeah um so yeah hopefully you guys enjoyed this one um hopefully uh you know i've got my sort of podcast talk back i'm hoping all of that made sense and it kind of flowed okay uh again i like doing these as one take i don't like kind of cutting and chopping and stuff like that i want it to be very much me talking about a, a subject what's going through my head uh, and, you know, being able to kind of hear everything in my terms with my voice and stuff like that. But yeah, uh, so that is the end of this episode of the Barbell and Bears podcast. So uh, yeah, I think next episode is hopefully, well, I need to actually record it first whenever I decide to do that. But yeah, I'm hopefully going to be doing these uh, every other week sort of thing, maybe a little bit more frequently if kind of people want it more frequently, stuff like that. Uh, I'm not going to kid myself. I know for a fact I can easily find uh, 30 to 60 minutes a week to record a podcast, edit it, uh, and just kind of get it posted and stuff, right? So, um, yeah, anyway, that is all from me for this week. So yeah, hopefully you guys enjoyed this one. Uh, please feel free to let me know after you've listened to this, if you find it useful, uh, or if you've got any suggestions or anything like that about any other topics you want me to cover, 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 should I say, there's going to be a lot of people picking up on me, uh, kind of messing with my words here and stuff, but it is what it is. I prefer it being raw. 
So anyway, that is all from me. Hope you guys enjoyed this one. And uh, yeah, I will catch you in the next episode.